At LensCrafters, we value expertly tailored eye care, provide state-of-the-art eye exams, offer a wide assortment of designer brands and high-quality lenses, because everything we do at LensCrafters is for every sight that makes your life special. We offer 50% off lenses with frame purchase, shop in-store and online. Book your annual eye exam now on LensCrafters.com. LensCrafters, because sight. Eye exams are available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to LensCrafters. Doctors in some states are employed by LensCrafters. Offer valid to April 2nd, 2023. See associate for details. Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise, Cruise Radio. I almost said this version, but uh, yeah. Uh, on this show, we'll get a review of Norwegian Breakaway and also Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, standing by with Cruise News. A couple things before we get to Stuart. We'll be sailing aboard Fathom if it sails on Sunday. So if you're not following us on Snapchat, it's Cruise Radio. Make sure you're following us there. Also, follow along on our Cruise Radio Facebook group. Just type in Cruise Radio News and uh, send us a request. We'll add you and have some good fun talking about the cruise news and all the big stuff coming out. Koningsdam on the way. We have Carnival Vista coming on the way. Uh, Harmony of the Seas. So many ships coming out in the next month. It's going to be awesome. So with that said, it's Stuart Chira on the Cruise Guy. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. How's it going? Good. Another busy week. It seems like every week in 2016 has been super busy. Uh, Carnival Vista just completed her sea trials. Uh, how'd they go and what's next? That's an exciting time. Uh, you know, the development of the ship. The uh, ship just uh, returned uh, from sailing around the Adriatic Sea back to Mont Falcone, which is near Venice. And uh, May 1 is the uh, very first sailing, so uh, it's a very close to delivery date. And, uh, you know, the newest uh, carnival ship will hit the high seas. Now, for the listeners who don't know, uh, sea trials is what? I mean, uh, testing the ship out, but what is it doing out there? Well, it's, it's going through rigorous exercises to ensure that uh, the ship is seaworthy, all the systems, all the safety functions are in the operation, uh, you know, like a stop on a dime. Um, all the services on board are working, and, and the ship is ready to go. So basically going full speed, turning her hard to starboard and see if she flips over? Exactly. Okay, uh, listing, I mean, it's, uh, you, know, you know, testing the, uh, the thrusters, the uh, stabilizers, you know, I mean, all the emergency systems, and then it goes back into the dry, immediately goes right back into dry dock, and then they make adjustments. So uh, this was, you know, another set of sea trials. So it's already gone into dry dock, and uh, adjustments have been made. Uh, you know, whatever uh, was ailing her uh, have been adjusted, and she's ready to go. Very nice. T-minus like two weeks. Uh, moving on here, Royal Caribbean's newest ship, recently delivered. <laughs> well, we're going to hear Royal Caribbean a couple of times yeah. this, uh, in the next month. So Evasion of the Seas, which uh, is the third Quantum-class ship, and it's the very first purpose-built ship for China was uh, delivered. And, uh, you know, she, she was in England doing her uh, kick-around cruises, and she'll sail a few from there. And then uh, she's off on a 52-day cruise to China, uh, where she will be uh, based year-round for the foreseeable future. Very nice. Now, uh, Holland America's new ship, the Koningsdam, was handed over last week at the shipyard. But with that handover was news that Carnival is going to go ahead with five more cruise ships for Carnival Corporation? They finalized five more ships. The big news was we knew Princess was getting one ship. But uh, the surprise of the announcement, Doug, was that Princess Cruises was going to get two 
of the five new ships. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, it, it's you know they're going to be uh, additional like Royal uh, Royal Princess class ships, and uh, you know they'll be in the 143,000 ton range, and um, you know I think they'll be here by uh, 2099. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll be dead. MSC Cruise Lines is ordering four more mega ships. It has like nearly a dozen ships for MSC in the next uh, few years. I, I don't want to say what are they thinking, but what are they thinking? What are they thinking? Now, now keep in mind that um, that number is if the cow jumps over the moon and that they, they exercise all the options. So mm-hmm. they ordered um, two ships with an option of an additional two. Uh-huh. But even so... There are very few places in the world that can accommodate, you know, 200,000 passenger ships. And, you know, Royal Caribbean with uh, their essentially, you know, upcoming four, I mean, they are, you know, it, it is very difficult. Uh, we do know that Allura had a very successful season last year, followed by Harmony of the Seas uh, coming up this year. So we know that there are some ports within Europe that can handle it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, here in the States, you know, I mean, are we going to stick more than, you know, one of these 200,000 behemoths in, in a particular port? <laughs> but, you know, all it's really going to do is, I mean, here's a cruise line that, you know, is, is wanting to expand into the North American arena. And really what they've done uh, because of people's perceptions of the line or not knowing who they are, uh, I mean, they, they traditionally have the lowest pricing. Mm-hmm. And, and the biggest complaints from the competitors is that wherever they are, the prices are drastically reduced. And then, you know, we could see cruise, cruise lines leaving certain areas because it becomes, you know, uh, not, not very good for their pricing yields. I, I never thought about but, that. So, you know, kind of like a cruise line like MSC coming in, driving the prices down. Yeah, it's good for the consumer. But at the end of the day, it could also hurt the consumer when that ship hauls butt. And also, at, at, you know, at, you know how how good is it? You mm-hmm. know, when you, you can't you can't offer all the services that a cruise line offers and and do so at such a reduced cost. Sure. So at some point, they have to hold the pricing and and increase it. But when you're talking about ships of the size, they would have to go to areas that are infrequented by other cruise lines. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at some point, there's a limit on the competition. Uh, you know, they're they're trying to just continually try to match and overwhelm Costa, which, you know, they're, they're not going to do, but uh, they, they do beat to a different drum over there. Last but not least, Fathom's Cuba problem. Now, Fathom is the new Carnival Court brand that is launching, well, I guess the inaugural sailing is happening on this upcoming April Sunday. 17th. Yeah, but May 1st, they're scheduled to go to Cuba, but I, I thought this problem would kind of blow over, but it kind of seems like it's blowing up now. So take us back to what's actually happening with Fathom and the Cuba issue down there in South Florida. Miami has always been a very um, explosive area with uh, dealing with former Cuban nationalists. And some consider themselves exiles and have refused to become American citizens and you know still hold you know their, their Cuban uh, citizenship. So uh, you know they're just waiting for change over there. And so the recent flare-up was they're looking for uh, the Cubans, um, uh, Americans, U.S. citizens, or essentially anyone. Uh, and this is where there's a big misunderstanding, Doug. Cuba has a law 
that was enacted apparently in the 1980s that prohibits any person born in Cuba to return by sea. Mm-hmm. So whether you're living in the United States, whether you're living in Great Britain, whether you're living in Australia, if you are born in Cuba, you cannot return to Cuba on a ship, a vessel, an inner tube, a sailboat, um, any kind of a boat. So essentially some uh, U.S. citizens that were born in Cuba were denied passage on Adonia because of that Cuban law. And you know what, what a lot of people don't understand is these are international companies. They sail all over the world. Carnival Corporation, specifically, has over 100 cruise ships, 10 brands, and they sail to over 700 destinations around the world. There was a small protest. They essentially feel that uh, Carnival is discriminating against them. And uh, you can look at it in a lot of different ways, Doug, but I mean, I, I don't think it's discrimination. I mean, first of all, it's not Carnival. It's the Cuban government, and these are the stipulations that you have to follow. There is an opportunity here, the greatest opportunity, to affect change and, and to make a difference and to show people what Cuba is like. And let, let's get our foot in the door. Let's get there. Let's show people what it's like there. You know, let, let's show the, the people of Cuba you know, what, what Americans are like and, and do much more than a plane load of people. So this is really a, a tremendous opportunity, Doug. It's like we as a, as a people have an opportunity to open dialogue to experience, you know, essentially a country that's been off limits for most of our, you know, most or all of our lives and to open up the door. You know, everyone else would love for, the, you know, no one to be excluded, but, uh, you know, let's, let's open up the door. Let's, let's get this dialogue going. Yep. Let's get the show on the road, as they say. I think we can make a difference. And, uh, you know, and, and so this way everyone can go, but, you know, whatever the reasoning is, you're never going to get all at, at once. Well, we'll be following this. I have a listener question here in closing. If you have a listener question, shoot me an email, Doug, at cruiseradio.net, and we'll get it answered for you. Stuart, we touched on this question or a question like this a few weeks ago, but we have another one. She says, we leave in 16 days, and I just realized that my marriage license has my name from my previous marriage on it and maiden name on the birth certificate, of course, and then my married name is now on my driver's license, so I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's very confusing. Well, I got confused reading it. Yeah, and, and I can understand it. Well, not knowing where they're going on their cruise, all I could do is go back to the passport, Doug. Mm-hmm. You need a valid passport. And the name on the passport needs to match. You know, I mean, that is your legal name until it's changed. Now, if you were married, then you have your marriage certificate. And the marriage certificate you know, essentially does have made names on it. But you don't need the driver's license. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, that's, that's superfluous. The passport would be your proof of citizenship. Well, let's assume that you're going to the Caribbean out of Miami, uh, and she shows up with her maiden name on her birth certificate and then her married name on her driver's license. What happens? Well, I mean, she could have if she's got her old, you know, old copy. But, you know, again, I'd, I'd recommend that if she's got a passport, even if it's expired, that will help um, deal with when any possible confusion may arise. And I guess a marriage license, too? Well, she's got her previous marriage on it, yeah. her previous name. But, uh, I mean, there has to be something to corroborate who you are, and you have to have proof of citizenship. So you've got your birth certificate, and then, you know, whatever name changes you've had through the years. But if you have your passport, even, you know, valid or expired, 
if you're sailing from a U.S. port and returning to the same U.S. port, that, that's the best move. Uh, we've been talking with Stuart Shearer on The Cruise Guy. Find him online at cruiseguy.com or follow him on Twitter at cruiseguy. Stuart will be seeing you on Sunday aboard Fathom in Miami. Looking forward to it, bud. Yeah, look forward to it, Doug. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel. Or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour? Take a beach break? Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling? Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. We'd love to hear your comments. Email comments at cruiseradio.net. We always like to get your cruise reviews here on the show. If you have one you'd like to share, shoot me an email, Doug, at cruiseradio.net. Marcus from Ontario, Canada, just returned from a seven-night Florida-Bahamas sailing out of New York City aboard Norwegian Breakaway. And Marcus is on the line right now. How's it going, Marcus? It's going great, Doug. Before we started recording, you said there was still snow on the ground? Yes. We're in Sudbury, which is about uh, a four-hour drive north of Toronto. So, yeah, we had on uh, on last Friday, we had a big snowfall, about uh, 12 inches, and I was shoveling, if you can believe that. But it, it's starting to melt. Spring is around the corner. Yes, yeah, just keep that snow up there. That would be awesome, okay? Thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> before we get to Norwegian Breakaway and all about the ship, let's take a step back and give me your pre-cruise thoughts, because this was a rather unique cruise for you. It sure was, and it was a surprise. My wife actually booked this cruise just under a year ago, back in June, because I was turning 50 this year, and our oldest daughter is getting married. So this was going to be a final family vacation. We've got four kids, so the six of us, we're going to go on this. And I've been sort of bugging. I've been on a couple of cruises before, and I've I've been bugging, oh, I really like to go on a cruise. Why don't you kids take me on a cruise? And then (laughs) lo and behold, uh, we normally have this fun little back-to-school race that we do for the kids uh, in September, and they did it for, for my wife and I, but she was in on it. And the, and, the, and the last thing was, you're going on a cruise. And then they take me to the computer, the, to Norwegian Cruise Line's website, and they say, you're staying in the Haven, and we're going down from New York City down to Florida. And they book New York from that uh, city because it's cheaper to fly from mm-hmm. Canada to New York than it is to go all the way down to Florida or to go you know, out uh, to Vancouver for you to do the Alaska cruise. So you save a fair bit by sailing out of uh, New York City. So, And you make your way to New York. I understand this is your first time in New York City. What did you think of it? 
I loved it. A uh, mm-hmm. little overwhelming for my wife. <laughs> she, too many people, but uh, we were, we got there the day before, and so we had the time to go to Times Square and, and walk a bit through Central Park and just see some of the sites. And yeah, I I have to go back. That's for sure. Nice. So you embarked at Norwegian Breakaway out of I believe it's like Pier eighty eight in Manhattan at the Manhattan Cruise Terminal. So how was embarkation for you? Because I've embarked a couple times out of the Manhattan Cruise Terminal. It's it's been hit or miss. What did you think? That morning was a miss. Okay. <laughs> there were a lot of people, but this is a, a big ship. Like mm-hmm. there are 4,000 passengers, and I would say about half of them were there at, f- at 11 o'clock in the morning when we happened to, to go on. Now, because we are staying in the Haven, they do have a priority line, but you have to go all the way through the terminal to the very back. They have a nice little room just for Haven guests. Uh, once you do your uh, security check-in, uh, they have a few snacks in there. But even that room was full. And so uh, one of the employees took us over to the priority check-in because uh, they said, well, we don't want you to wait here. We want you to get in as quick as possible. They treat you very, very well. Mm-hmm. And so we went over to the priority check-in. And even there, there was a bit of a lineup. But you know what? There were, I think, maybe three parties in front of us. So it wasn't that bad. As soon as we checked in, they sent us back to this little waiting room uh, where they had the treats. And because we had to go to the other side of the building through the priority check-in, they said, you don't have to wait for the next group. We'll take you right up. And once you get on board, they have an elevator set aside for Haven guests. They take you right up to the 16th floor and you meet your concierge and you go from there. Nice. We'll we'll talk all about the Haven here in a couple of minutes. How long would you say it took you from curb to embarkation? I would say 45 minutes approximately. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, not, not too bad. Like, you know, you're all excited the whole time and you're just sort of taking it all in. It's sure. an experience in itself. And of yeah. course, you get that, that thrill once you finally get on board. Yeah, for sure. What were your first impressions of Norwegian Breakaway? Well, first impressions is from the outside how huge it is when it's at the pier in, in New York and, and we're showing the kids, we're going on there, we're going on there. Everyone is really excited. Uh, once you go on side, well, they take you quickly right up to an elevator. So you don't get much of a sense of the ship until you get up to the haven area. And then it's ooh and ah, because it is, it is special. Well, yeah, and let's talk about the haven area because you were in a two-bedroom suite in the Haven. So talk to us about that. Like, what did you think of it? How was it laid out? Was there plenty of balcony space? Give us the details. Yeah, some people I've read reviews saying the balcony space isn't huge. They've got enough room for two chairs and a a little coffee table in between. And and both people can stretch out their legs and put them on the coffee table if they want. (laughs) And so that was okay. Yeah, you walk in, there's sort of a living room area that has uh, a a bar with a fancy cappuccino maker, an espresso maker on it. You've got dishes and cutlery there in case you wanted to eat in your room. There's a small table for four if you want to eat in your room, which we we did actually order room service a couple of times. So some people would eat around. There's a couch that turns into a bed that's in the living room, and there's a TV in that room. There's a separate small bedroom that has the bunk that comes up. And so because there are four kids, there were three in that one bedroom. Then my son was uh, on his own in the living room. That small bedroom does have a shower and and small washroom attached to it. It's got its own TV. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the master suite, which is a king size bed. It's got his and hers closets. Of course, you've got the flat screen TV there. But then there's the ensuite, which has a luxury 
tub that has a floor-to-ceiling window beside it, so you can sit in the tub and look out over the ocean. It's got a shower, which is one of the highlights <laughs> of the cruise, because it's got those jets, those body jets. Yeah, there's like eight of them in there. Yeah, and then there's the uh, the, the toilet in there as well. So it's... Uh, it's beautiful. It's lovely. And, and I, I got to say, Doug, it's not as if we're a wealthy family because we're not. But um, it was a special birthday for me and uh, my daughter getting married. And my wife got in at a good time when they were saying you know, the third, fourth and fifth passenger sail free. And then the sixth passenger was only a couple of hundred bucks. So, yeah, we've paid full fare for the first two. But if you're a group of six, a big family, <laughs> it's worth the haven because there are so many perks that come along with that. Yeah. Now, there were six of you guys in a two-bedroom suite. Was that plenty of space for everybody? Yeah. We didn't feel like the girls, there were three of them in the one room. So I, I don't know, but they're in their late teens, early 20s. So they can fend for themselves. And they are out and about partying all the time anyway. So it's not right. as if they spent a whole lot of time in there. But all six of us would be in the suite and everybody had their own room. You know, you could lay on a bed or go on a couch or a chair or someone would go out on the deck. Like, you know, three rooms, 550 square feet. There was plenty of room. Yeah, yeah for sure. Let's talk about uh, dining aboard Norwegian Breakaway. And I understand you had your own little private dining area up there as well, correct? There is there is a full-service dining room in the Haven that's right around the corner from the uh, lounge and the little bar that they have up there. So if you wanted, you could stay in the Haven the whole time. You wouldn't have to go elsewhere. And it was nice, the dining room. We had lunch there. We had breakfast there, I think, once or twice. But they've also got a courtyard in the Haven area, which is really one of the highlights. There's a pool, uh, two hot tubs. They've got a sauna. And then there's uh, an upstairs level with a railing that looks down over top of the uh, the courtyard and with a door that leads to the outside uh, where you're, they have their own private sun deck as well. But in the courtyard, they have uh, about half a dozen tables set up. So we had breakfast there uh, almost every morning. You just go into the courtyard. Uh, if someone's in the pool or in a lounger, that's fine. They've got a valet who comes out there and serves you breakfast lunch, dinner, if you'd want to have it out there. But lo- quite a few people would take part in the uh, in the breakfast. And I think I had Eggs Benedict almost every morning. <laughs> 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 well, let's talk about, uh, so you descend down from your 16th deck to the, where the normal people are. How was the dining down there for you? We did all sorts of things. We did, uh, uh, first night, in fact, we did the uh, Cirque show. So food was okay. It was a nice steak that you had, but it was great entertainment. But we did the Manhattan room. Uh, we wanted to see the dancers burn the floor. That's the main dining room. Food was good. Uh, unfortunately, the dancers weren't there, but they did have some live entertainment. They had uh, a piano, bass, and uh, drummer providing a little entertainment. We did a Moderno restaurant, uh, like with the Norwegian, of course, it's dine anywhere you want, whenever you want, mm-hmm. as long as you can get in. Uh, but uh, <laughs> they have an Indian buffet when lunchtime. So my daughter and my son and I took that in. Uh, we did go to Cagney's, the steakhouse. That was excellent. That might have been the best meal of the cruise. We did Oshian's, the pub, typical pub food. My daughter, one of my daughters really likes chicken wings. So she did that. Uh, my wife and I went to the Italian restaurant one night, uh, La Cucina. We both had the lasagna. That was delicious. Uh, we did the savor for one lunch. So yeah, we uh, only the teppanyaki, of course, towards oh, the yeah. end, which is a show in itself. And we had a great server who was uh, very entertaining, you know, chopping up the eggs and mm-hmm. and throwing things around and trying to get me to flip an egg. Of course, I <laughs> dropped it. 
but yeah, it was it was fun. It was entertaining. You you said that Cagney's was uh, may have been the best meal of the whole trip. What did you have in there? Steak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a steakhouse. Uh, I and actually, um, I think they might even have, if I'm not mistaken, a 32 ounce steak. Like I just, uh, if not, they definitely got a 16. But I, 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 I don't eat that much. And you're eating nonstop on the cruise, mm-hmm. right? So. Uh, I just had the uh, I don't know eight ounce sirloin gotcha. with the potato or something like that, but it was delicious, Put, uh, cooked to perfection. So that was good. And we did the uh, the garden cafe as well. The kids liked the uh, the ice cream, the soft ice cream, and so they would go there. Oh, and my my youngest, the seventeen year old, she loves Nutella, so mm-hmm. they make oh. Nutella crepes per order. So she she would uh, go to the uh, garden buffet, uh, the garden cafe, the buffet there pretty frequently just to get her a Nutella crepes. Nice. Well, uh, let's switch gears here and talk about entertainment aboard Norwegian Breakaway. Lots of entertainment aboard this ship. You were mentioning the Cirque dining experience that you went to. How about the other entertainment? What did you think of that? Yeah, we, we did uh, as much as we could. We did the Rock of Ages, the musical, which is straight off Broadway, and uh, we enjoyed that. I think my favorite was probably the dueling pianos. Really talented guys that uh, could just about play anything. We went to that a couple of nights. Uh, we, Second City Comedy from Chicago was there. Uh, they were on a three-month contract, so we took that in a couple of nights. So one of my daughters got to go on stage and, and compete in a little game show and uh, won a pair of sunglasses. So she had fun with the comedy. Uh, we did watch Burn the Floor. The dance show, truth be told, I almost fell asleep during that just because I was tired from the night before. And I'm not that into dancing, but my wife liked the dancing, so that was good. And, of course, they've got uh, the ropes course, which I did not do, but I did take in a couple of the water slides. So there's always something to do on the breakaway. There's something for everything. Yeah, yeah, for for sure. Uh, Let's talk about the sea day, because one thing that really defines a cruise ship is how it behaves at sea, both inside and out, as far as passenger flow by the pool, by the uh, the buffets and all that. So how was the sea day flow for you? It was okay, but in the haven, there's a limited number of guests. So if you didn't want to get into the hustle and bustle and the busyness of the rest of the ship, you could just go back to the haven. Never a problem finding a lounger or going outside in the sun if you want to take in some of the sun. We did walk by the pool a couple of times because to get to the uh, the garden buffet, it's on the other side of the uh, ship, and it was Definitely crowded around the pool. There were some empty loungers, though, so you could find one. But, you know, if you wanted to find a group of six, I think you would have had a challenge <laughs> doing that. And when when they had the sales around the shopping area, it did get a little crowded, you know, in the shopping area. But but by and large, you know, 4,000 people. I lived in a town that had fewer people than that. So <laughs> that's a lot of people. And it, it I think the ship can, can handle that really well. On this seven-night sailing, you hit Port Canaveral, Florida, which is so weird that a cruise ship stops in Port Canaveral, but I guess it's really not weird that weird since you're up in uh, Canada, because it's like two hours away from me here. Um, <laughs> but you stopped in Port Canaveral, also Nassau, Bahamas, and the private island, uh, Great Stirrup Cay. So let's talk about Port Canaveral. What did you do there? We looked at the port. <laughs> we so you stayed on the ship. ship. Yeah, we did get off. There was, uh, you know, the highlight for us at Port Canaveral was we saw some dolphins, which is a thrill for us Canadians to see dolphins in the water. So there's some dolphins, uh, not you know, doing their thing down below. So we were watching them for a little while, but we stayed on the ship. We took advantage of fewer people on board. That's the day we did a lot of the uh, the ropes course, and my daughters were doing a water slide. So we just sort of enjoyed the ship that day and didn't get off. Nice. What did you do uh, when you got to Nassau, Bahamas? 
Uh, Nassau, we, we did get off. We did not do any excursions. Uh, we just did a little bit of shopping around Nassau. And people who've been there know that, you know, you've got a lot of the locals asking you to buy stuff or mm-hmm. taking on a tour here, there and everywhere. Of course, they've got Atlantis at Nassau, which a lot of people like to take in. But we just did a little bit of shopping for maybe an hour, hour and a half and then went back on board. It, really, for us, the ship was the vacation, except right. for Great Stir Key, which was beautiful. You know, the private island. You can't beat it. Beautiful beaches. And um, being a Haven guest, Doug, there are a lot of perks. And one of the perks is that you get to go on the first tender across to the private island, uh, Great Stirrup. And so uh, because you are on that first tender, you get your choice of where you want to, you know, you sort of mark out your spot on the beach and, and, and sort of mark your territory. And by the time the beach gets crowded, well, you've been there for a few hours and you can take off and go back to the ship and get ready for dinner. So it works out really well. I was going to ask you how that tender operation was because I've, I've only been to Great Stirrup K once and it was aboard Norwegian Sky, which is one of their smaller ships. I can only imagine what it would be like on a 4,000 passenger ship. Was it, was it uh, pretty well organized? Well, because you're on the first one, they sort of knew what they were doing. Right. Uh, there was a bit of a wait going back until the tender did fill up. It was a little bit of rocky, uh, the ride. And I, I, I've read a lot of times that they folks don't even make it across because of the weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were thrilled that we were able to get there. And it was, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that experience. Yeah, a tender's a tender, right? It's, yep. Pretty it's much. just part of the cruise. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, a bit of a, it's, it's like a mini cruise ship with nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Some people despise tender ports. Uh, and I well, get, yeah, it's not as it's it's definitely not as uh, convenient, but it sure beats ice and snow. Yeah, you, you got that right, absolutely. Uh, so you make your way back to New York City and uh, go for disembarkation. How was the disembarkation process for you? It was very smooth. I was uh, surprised actually. And when you're in the Haven, you sort of you get prior to embarkation and disembarkation. So if you want to take your own luggage off, you by all means, you can do that. If you want to have it sent down, which is what we did because we had a fair bit, uh, we did that. They have an elevator that's set aside for the staff that you're allowed to use as Haven guests. So they escort you to the staff elevator. So you sort of see a bit of behind the scenes. They take you right down to whatever level it is that you get off six. And we kept moving the whole time. There was cool. no delay going through customs, Picking up the luggage was right there for you. Uh, walked across the street, picked up a cab, and and back to reality. Yeah, there you go. You nailed it on the head there. Uh, do you have any uh, first-time tips for people who may be considering sailing Norwegian Breakaway? Well, if you can swing it, I would really encourage people to try the Haven just because of some of those perks. Like every afternoon, you, you have a butler, which, of course, I've never lived with a butler in my life. Uh, but he would bring the room service. And every afternoon, uh, the butler would uh, bring treats like uh, sandwiches, canapes, uh, a bowl of M&Ms every afternoon, chocolate dipped strawberries. With the Haven, you didn't have to worry about not booking a restaurant. You could go to the concierge there. You had your own concierge right outside the lounge. And you say, you know, is it possible to get into Cagney's tonight? And he says, well, what time would you like? And I said, well, around 6, 6.30. And they say, yeah, we can do that. Or if there was a problem, if it was too booked, he'd, he'd try to find another time for you. And, and then the entertainment, uh, to go to the musical uh, Rock of Ages, they have in the theater, they have uh, an area roped off for Haven guests. You sort of feel like a heel, but it's <laughs> to your best. 
just to take advantage of it. So as long as you're there at least 10 minutes before the show, they have it roped off and then they open it up to anyone. But you don't have to worry about getting early to any show or, or anything like that. You sort of, you get treated, treated very well. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I can't say enough. And and the other thing is you get away from the hustle and the bustle of the rest of the ship. If you don't like, you know, the smoke around the casino or the atrium, you just go back up to the haven, go to the courtyard, uh, go for a little sauna or mm-hmm. hot tub. And it was it was a great vacation. Well, you know, Marcus, I've been doing this show for almost seven years, and I've never asked this question until today because you suggested that I ask my guests this question. So I'm going to ask you, what was your highlight of Norwegian Breakaway? Well, I guess being with my family is definitely a highlight to, because my one daughter lives in Toronto. So for the six of us to all be together one last time before she goes off and gets married is definitely a highlight. And the time we are able to spend on that beach at, at Great Stirrup Key, it's just beautiful, beautiful clean water and pristine sand. And, and the weather was nice and warm. And uh, for me, that would definitely be the highlight. And in closing here, your final thoughts of Norwegian Breakaway. It's a big ship, very big ship. If you can swing the haven, you should really give it a try or or, or, or beg for an upgrade uh, <laughs> because of all the perks that come along with it. I forgot, you get free movies in your room uh, okay. with the haven. There's the robes, the slippers. So uh, if you can swing it, for sure, I would uh, try to get the haven uh If not, you're never going to do everything. Just pick what you want to do and have a great time. Very nice. We've been talking with Marcus up in Ontario. He just returned from a seven-night Bahamas, Florida sailing aboard Norwegian Breakaway out of New York City. Marcus, my friend, thanks for calling in with your review and have a great evening. Oh, thanks so much, Doug. You're doing a great job. Really appreciate it. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.